0: probably record like a separate intro um, with a song and then introduce you. By the way, thank you so much for that beat. <laughs> no worries. Oh, that's part, part of the new project too. So. Oh, real? Yeah, dude. All right, shall we get started? Sure. And there's a high likelihood we'll have to record this again. That's fine. <laughs> man, that's fine. Hi, and uh, welcome to We All Have Casts. This is the first episode with the guest. Episode 2. Uh, we are re-recording this. It, this is, what, like two weeks later? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the, we had some issues with the audio. Um, a lot of cats. Too many cats, actually, in the background. <laughs> so now we've retreated to my room. But it sounds a lot better in here, I think. So It does. Luckily. Today we're joined by a guest. His name is Kuya AJ, uh, or just known as AJ. He's the one that actually made the opening music. For this podcast. Uh, so he's not just a rapper, he's also a producer, uh, also just an amazing person in general. Uh, and that's pretty much all I got for your intro room. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's more than enough. AJ would have just been fine. <laughs> so you have a letter. Yeah. Basically, how I want to structure this podcast is to have the first section give context to who wrote the letter. So where is this person coming from? What types of life experiences? Um, and just professional career, creative career, whatever have you, right? Um, so just to start things off, uh, how do other people describe you?
1: <sighs> That's hard. It depends who you talk to. Mm. Talk to my cousins. I'm annoying. <laughs> uh, no filter. Yeah. Um, wild at times but anyone else uh, I don't know I think I'm a pretty regular dude it's hard hard to say yeah I'm nice to everybody though mm. or I try to be
0: I definitely agree with that <laughs> uh,
1: then flipping that how would you describe yourself then describing myself that's a lot easier um, definitely reserved um, driven loner type family guy mm, big sports fan nice uh, yeah you're telling me how you crossed over Drew you're <laughs> He's gonna want you to cut that out, <laughs> or he's never gonna listen to this. You'll never turn a fan out of him. Yeah, he'll,
0: he'll be the next guest. Don't worry.
1: Yeah, you could ask him about how I cross him over. Exactly. <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. I'm a I'm a pretty regular guy. Um, yeah. I have like nerdy at times. Mm-hmm. I like to read uh, music. Yeah, I'm going mix a of different things. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, a nice mix of mixed bag of things
1: really like I like the question yeah but it's one of those ones that put you on the spot and you're like "Mm, Yeah, yeah do I want to pick the good things that people say about me
0: True, true, true. Yeah, it's not really one of those questions I feel like. uh, Or the reason I I wanted to have those two together was that there's definitely, I think, a way that other people might perceive you, but then you know the truth type of thing. Yeah, for sure. And that can be good or bad, right? Like, some people think I'm super driven, but I know how lazy I get, you know what I mean? I think we all are. Anybody who says they're,
1: they're they're just on all the time, yeah. I don't know if I believe that. I think they're special... Uh, people who are like that, yeah, like, yeah, but and I question their sanity. You know, yeah, <laughs> everybody else, no, we all have batteries.
0: Exactly, I think that's perfectly fine, right? And I,
1: yeah, the question, you're right. I like when you frame it that way. Um, like the way people look at you and the way you look at yourself are two totally different things. Mm-hmm. But I think for the most part, mine aligned. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, I was gonna ask you like, is there any misconception about you that you think other people might have?
1: Uh, maybe not approachable because uh-huh. I can seem standoffish at times, but that's not because I am standoffish, yeah, it's just because yeah. that's how I am. I'm not. The one to initiate Dude, conversation. I think it's the
0: short hair. Not going to lie. You think so? Yeah. Because <laughs> I think, if I think back to the very first time I saw you, because I still remember that. I remember walking to Starbucks, I think, yeah. and you and Akeem were there. I was like, oh shit, okay. You got an asshole here. <laughs> not an asshole. I was just like, don't say something bad. Oh man, no. Because <laughs> you're in even Surrey. Right. Do not forget.
1: <laughs> it's funny because uh, one of my good friends, Harmon, shout out Harmon from the boxing gym. Yeah, um, yeah. The first time he met me. I was just—it was like winter. I was in my sweats, big baggy jacket, and he's like, "Who's this Mexican?" Like he—he <laughs> he wanted like a problem with me, or like wanted to defend himself for me without even meeting.
0: And then he's like, "Then we talked," and I'm like, "Oh, this guy's a university graduate." <laughs> I can totally see him. Yeah. I can see him saying that. Actually, I can hear him. Oh yeah, you like, met Harmony. Yeah, 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 man. Yeah, when we did that one video, you gotta ask him about that story. That's so funny. He talks about, in I'm one curious. of
1: one of my songs, uh, "Bigger Than Me." Yeah, I have this. I don't. Like a little section mm. and it is just uh it was supposed to be the motivational song of them saying things about me like you asked mm. and he had a long winded one and there was one part where he talks about that story. That's and it hilarious. just Oh man, it's Oh shit. Maybe one day yeah. I'll put that out. Yeah,
2: yeah. No,
0: send it to me. Yeah, I'd love to sure. even just put it on this podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. man. Like <laughs> ah, we need point. to hear it. We yeah, need to hear it, man. For sure.
2: I would see you before warm up and I would see you in like those uh hoodies that you always wear, the the puffy ones with the jeans and straight up I thought you were Mexican for the first like couple months so I was like yo this guy's like looks like a gangbanger right so I was like like I was a little reluctant to talk to you and then I would always hear you and uh what's his name Brady you guys would talk and I would always hear like you laugh so I was like yo like, gangbangers don't laugh Is like I don't know it's weird like you don't hear gangbangers like laughing like funny shit like conversing with people openly not caring right so I was like Maybe he's not like that. Maybe he just like dresses like that, right? And then I started talking to you more and more and I was like, no, this guy's a chill guy. Like a really smart individual who like looks at life at a different perspective that I like looking at life at. Like not all about the money. It's about enjoying the little things, kind of thing. So that's what, like the first couple conversations I had with you. That's why I got out of it.
0: That's one thing I really hope you get to do this year is just like really share a lot of your music. But it seems like you've reassessed that mindset now. And then so that's good, I think, to like push out more content, even if it's not just music, right? Mm -hmm. Having something out there. But back to the topic. Mm -hmm. Sorry. This is the other thing I noticed while doing this podcast. So because we're re-recording this, I've managed to fit a few in between. (coughs) And I'm still not experienced, but like, I have <laughs> some experience now. But then one thing I know is like, I got to get these questions out of the way. Oh, for sure. But then, no. But some people were saying, don't do that. Like, just like, hey, you don't get to your questions. You don't get to your questions. And i was just like, fuck. No, I got to get to my questions. So, uh, I don't it, know. We'll see. Yeah, it's,
1: a, it's a tug of war. Like, you want a mm. natural conversation at the same time. Exactly. Your podcast special has an intent
0: exactly and that's what i'm worried that like the pitch is easy to Mm -hmm. people right like it's a simple concept take the thank you letter Mm -hmm. and just talk about it and just kind of focus in on it right um and explore impact that's about it but then it's so much that's why i don't want it to get too all over the place and not lose its focus but at the same time i i want natural conversations Mm -hmm. and natural tangents because Mm -hmm. again i think over everything gives you more context Mm -hmm. to you Right, and for sure. to the letter itself. So yeah. anyways. I'm so, just a guest. I'm yeah. following your lead. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Tell <laughs> not, me to shut up when you feel like idea. it. Not a idea.
0: Not a great idea. Okay, so getting to that checklist of questions then. Okay. <laughs> this basic info, what do you do for work? Let's start there. Um, right now I work in an alternative school. I'm the English
1: humanities teacher. It's mostly distance learning and also blended learning. While I'm not in front of a class teaching a classroom with 30, mm-hmm. the students are there, and it's an alternative school in the way that they learn. So a lot of it is dependent on how, how well they learn in certain situations. Interesting. So they get to, uh, they're learning responsibilities early. It's like okay. okay. up and down thing. I also tutor um, on the side, and I also uh, teach boxing oh wait why you teach there too now yeah um well my coach left for asia uh earlier this year and i took i think it was like four months i was coaching the class you told me about that yeah Yeah, and then he's going again for uh six months this time Mm -hmm. beginning december and i think i'm going to be coaching again i'm not too sure but that's another thing i do for a job and then music on top of that.
0: Well rounded. Holy cow!
1: I was just telling my supervisor today because I was fifteen minutes late, and I'm like, man, <laughs> I like I feel sick. Yeah, because I, f- you know, that early onset where you feel weak and stuff. I was feeling that. Shit. But I don't feel sick one bit. So oh. I, I think it's just fatigue from everything that I'm doing.
0: That makes sense. Too. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta make sure. Do you at least get it, like a good night's sleep? Or Do you make sure you get that? I do. I'm. That's good. I'm in bed early.
1: Up early. Um, nice. But it's a lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, seven days a week, eighty hours.
0: Yeah, you gotta like find time to I think at least unwind or just like do nothing. But yeah, then. I, I myself I get restless as fuck, so oh, I understand. So
1: I, I had a day off once, and I was like, "Oh man, I finally get a day off" because my shift got canceled. Right.
0: Sat on the couch and was like, "No, nah, I need to do this something." Feels wrong, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's like something yeah. over your shoulder, which is terrible if you think about it. Like yeah. I feel like we got to get learn yeah. how to not do that, but. Because, yeah, like sometimes I'll be spending time with a girlfriend and then it's just like, I should be enjoying this date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm just like, oh, yeah. I really want to work. But it's hard, man. Yep. So to bring back to your question, I have like four jobs. That's crazy. Five jobs, yeah. Um, taking music out of your question, because I think mm-hmm. that's definitely going to be kind of a mix of a job and a passion. Mm-hmm. Um, what about boxing? Do you, would you say it, it's the same thing, a passion and a job? Or like, how do you classify it?
1: Um this might answer one of your next questions if you're cool with that. Yeah. Uh, like, my passion is honestly basketball and boxing. Like, I'm an oh. athlete first and foremost. I became an artist. Uh, so, I wouldn't really uh. classify that as my passion even though I am passionate about it. Interesting. Yeah, I've but. I've never heard you say that. Yeah. 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 Shit. Since, uh, since when? I've just always loved basketball growing yeah. up. And, like, going to school and and learning about education education programs, there's, I don't know if you've heard of this but different forms of intelligence. Mm. Like uh there's bodily intelligence, like kinesthetic, uh auditory intelligence. Some some people are just more uh they adapt easier to certain tasks. Right. And for me uh like sports I just pick it up easy. Mm. So basketball has just always been a passion and then I picked up boxing in 2016. Mm. And then it just leaked out into my life because uh, things that you have to endure while training yeah. and the the mental training that you have to go through. Do
0: yeah. you notice that you use aspects of those in your alternative tra- uh, teaching then? Because you did say it's not like traditional, mm-hmm. or I don't know if I'm completely butchering it, but no, not at all. Or is there any crossover? Um, there are aspects, um,
1: like when we're training and. You're hitting the bag and you're getting real tired and your coach is sitting there like, like cussing you out pretty much. Because in boxing, like if you do take a fight, there's no such thing as a break. The other guy's trying to break your face. right? Um, and then when you learn to power through, even if it's not 100% uh, efficient effort, you learn how to power through things. So I try to take that and teach that.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: When you don't feel like studying for another 30 seconds, power through that 30 seconds because even right. a 2% effort makes a difference. Right, right. You're not guessing yeah. at them though, obviously, right? No, I don't think that's allowed. <laughs> I haven't, haven't got to that point yet.
0: Yeah. You get there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I might. You never know. You get jaded easily. That's hilarious. No, the reason I ask is because uh, for me, when I see you, I see teaching as a passion, mm. right? Um, not necessarily as in like I'm a teacher and you're my student, like because I know that you never really see people that way and mm-hmm. you're a very humble guy. But I feel like the sharing of knowledge or wisdom is something that's really ingrained in your personality is what I see. Um, so it's just interesting to me, or I don't know if we can even understand this because you're so well-rounded dude it's weird i appreciate that but then they all kind of align in a weird way as well from whether it be teaching english whether it be tutoring uh coaching boxing participating in boxing and basketball and then ultimately music Mm -hmm. right i I feel like one of your core things though is definitely this sharing of your wisdom or like your experiences at the very least right um but what are your thoughts on that I
1: think you should have answered the question, how do other people see me? Yeah. <laughs> you, you gave a pretty a better answer than I gave myself, um, even though I don't know how much of that is true. Uh, I don't know. I It's a struggle because uh, like you want to be sure about your, your life. Mm. That's how we've been taught. Like mm. we at our age. We should f- have it figured out and know what we want. Right. I kind of been fighting against that and just doing the things that I want to do. And I think that's what helped me become uh, what you see as well-rounded because I still feel like I have a long ways to go in terms of being a whole person. Um, but yeah, I just did what I wanted to do and they all feed off each other because it's, it's an authentic interest that I have in the things that I'm doing.
0: Mm. Perfect. Well, you did a- answer the next question, which is with your passion. Um, but I think this actually ties better into then what's the end goal? Um because you 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 did mention that you're just doing the things that you like right now, mm-hmm. um, but is so is there an end goal actually yeah, uh to Hadley too, we had a conversation
1: about this uh it, there's three things that I want out of this life. I'm a very simple person i'm not uh I'm not looking for any grandeur things or yeah. grandiose kind of personas or uh, character traits. There's three things one of them is uh I want to be a full time artist. uh I find a lot of solace in uh making music even though like i said it was not my passion i find uh there's no feeling like it and i mm. feel like it's made me a better person because there's a lot of reflecting that goes in with the writing mm. um a lot of expression that goes in with producing mm. um a lot of creativity being expressed with me and drew our bouncing ideas off each other or even doing this mm. um just for context who's drew drew's my barber no i'm just playing that's uh <laughs> he's a video i don't want to say my videographer but i work with him he's a videographer he's he's actually a barber uh but yep. he's my brother and my friend also and he's helping me with the music stuff Perfect. um yeah good dude hmm. um yeah right. that got me off track what were we talking about i, don't
0: know, I got myself off track okay. too. i just i was just thinking in my head oh people probably don't know who drew is <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but i think um one thing that or a question that I had from that was, yeah, we actually never really touched on the fact that you said music's not your passion. Mm. Um, how does that work then? How, what is it then? I'm passionate about it because I've always been a rap
1: fan. I wouldn't say it's my passion because uh, like if I could, I'd, I'd hoop. I'd play in the league mm. if I could. Mm. Uh, or I'd box. I'd fight if I could. Mm. So I feel like those are my passions. Uh, but music is just one of those things that I fell into Mm. and it taught me a discipline. Um, and I kind of just stuck with it and it's not like I don't enjoy doing it. I really enjoy doing it. Mm. Um, but to call it a passion, I think I'd be lying to myself, Okay, but I am passionate about it for sure. Or I wouldn't be doing it.
0: Cool. Yeah. Well, we'll jump into the details of that after. Yeah, for sure. Um, because right now I finally remembered what we were talking about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's hear it. There's <laughs> so a lot of background thoughts going on. Yeah, right now, for dude. sure. Uh, you were just saying about Chadley, because I mm. asked you about end goals. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, and so the first one was? To
1: be an artist. Mm-hmm. And the second one kind of feeds into that one is to own my own business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so artistry and business are together. And the third one is to be a father, a husband, and raise a family. That's yes. it nice i could die tomorrow if i achieve all those things right right yeah right. For sure. let's hope you
0: don't but <laughs> hey i me then, too. then i'm not going to support you yeah cause, <laughs> uh, i got a lot of goals i want to accomplish so, so when you say the business and music go hand in, in hand mm-hmm. uh what do you mean do you actually mean like your business is your music or yeah absolutely i see um i because
1: i want to make a living out of music <laughs> yeah. um and making a living out of music and being an artist would be a business essentially so exactly. those who are definitely hand in hand i
0: see i see yeah, yeah the reason i asked too is because i think i didn't really think about my goals in the same way so this again this whole podcast is just devised to help me <laughs> really but so this is good this that's is good funny. thank you <laughs> um but like for me too I, one of my little like fantasy dreams has always been to own a cafe in the future mm-hmm. so i, I was Talk wondering if it's a different thing from music is one thing and then business that's not related maybe um, have you ever considered that actually considered a business that's not related to music at all? Yeah. Like, um, me and my coach
1: talked about a boxing gym mm-hmm. and it's not just f- to open a boxing gym, but because of the things that it did for me, I feel like there's a, a lot of people out there. Cause I'm not a special in that case where, uh, those things only help me, but I feel like it would help a lot of the young kids mm-hmm. in our city to have an outlet like that. Um,
0: Random idea Mm -hmm. is that you should take your educational background, Mm -hmm. combine the elements of coach or whatever and a a sport, Mm -hmm. but don't do just like a training program or camp. Like Those are definitely hugely valuable and Mm -hmm. have a place, but you should take an educational spin on it and just be like a program that's catered towards people invested in sports, not so much education. And then just like teaching them through your perspective or your experience. You got a good friend or a brother when...
1: They express these ideas to you that you've already been thinking. Nice. Everything, uh, like I do want to do things like that, um, but music first because yeah. I feel like music is the thing that's going to give me the foundation and the social credit to be able to pull those things off. Oh, that's um, smart. That's smart. And also it, it crosses off my checklist because I want to do it. Right. I've made a promise to do it, right. and I'm going to see it through and then move on to the other stuff. Perfect. Um, yeah, but music is definitely the foundation.
0: Why those three things? Because I realize, like, for me, when I hear it, I can I can understand it, mm-hmm. right? But if you had to kind of walk the listener through, why those three things? Why are those your goals? Mm, uh, to become an artist. Um, I made
1: a promise to my brother that I'd do it. Uh, he wanted to be an artist, and I'm just seeing it through for him. Um, for business, my father always had two goals. One was to see, uh, travel through the Philippines and one of them was to open a business. He couldn't travel to the Philippines because my mom brought him over. Uh, He immigrated. Mm. And then, he he couldn't start a business because he had me and my brother. So, I want to start a business probably because of that. It's probably a subconscious thought, but the business thing is attached to the artist thing. Mm. And then, to raise a family, mm, Filipinos are family people. I Mm. think that's just ingrained in me, for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: What are your three goals? Shit. Or is that like an existential question?
0: Probably, dude. Um, I mean, over this past month, I was definitely, because like for me and my background, for the listeners, I have been a full-time videographer, part-time photographer for the last like what, two, three years, four and now I'm trying to just quit everything. Like I'm trying to sell my camera. <laughs> um, I bought a 10 megapixel camera in 2019. <laughs> That's saying something. Uh, and I'm buying a camera without autofocus and like all this dumbed-down stuff. But I think... So for me and video, I've been giving a lot of thought this past month. And I fucking hate it in so many ways. But then I fucking love it in other ways. And the reason... <coughs> Like if I think about it, it's really stupid. I'm unemployed and I'm about to drop four Gs on a camera <laughs> and then try to make the money back by selling my other camera. And I was thinking about like this is ridiculous. This is actually stupid. Uh, I was really questioning myself, but I think it's just one of those things that I can never let go of mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. run away from. Yeah. Um. And like some people have been hitting me up for shoots and stuff, and like I've been telling, I've been lying and saying like no, I don't have a camera. So for me, oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit, I hope nobody listens that's to funny, this. <laughs> that's so funny.
1: I wasn't expecting that. That's all.
0: But it's gotten to that point where like, I really don't want to do it. But then yet, I still want this fucking camera. I'm <laughs> just like, yeah. why? That doesn't line up. Mm-hmm. But if I were to boil it down, I think definitely, I want to be a full-time, not a full-time, And not a business, but just I want to be a passionate video creator Mm. um, or documenter. I think that's why, for me, I don't care about the coolest tech or like the coolest camera or the most like advanced camera. Mm -hmm. I just want a camera that gives me the image I'm looking for. And the reason I'm looking for that image is because I want to document my life or the things that are important to me that that looks exactly the way i i see it or the mm-hmm. way i picture it type of thing and this camera just lines up with that image so like if i'm filming my girlfriend i want to see i want other people to, or i want to capture just the way i see her that type of thing or if i'm filming like for this podcast maybe um but yeah and then if i'm filming stuff for this podcast for example i want to film it and capture it and not even i don't know I'm going on a huge ramble but like my art has always been about being authentic and like genuine to myself and then what I hoped was also genuine to the person I'm capturing but that's a lot easier said than done because there's a lot of um, aspects about ourselves that we want to edit out
1: Mm, and that mm
0: -hmm. applies to the person being shot on camera right so I realized that it's not just about being authentic because that can be on my side of mm. the camera, I yeah. realized. And then, so capturing something in the way that I see it, I truly see it and really feel about it, which I can convey through music, through the composition, through the actual look of the image. Mm-hmm. I think that's my like, end goal. It's just just continue to make videos, but capturing the shit that I like in the way that I like and then make it look the way I like. Um, why? I don't really know. <laughs> I don't think we ever really know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, it's just one of those things that I've tried to shut down and just doesn't shut down type of thing. Um, it's definitely a feeling. Like, if if you feel like that's what you want, hmm. it's probably right. I'm
1: not going to lie to you. Intuition. I hope so, because yeah. it's
0: definitely fucking biting into my wallet. <laughs> yeah, those are the
1: initial investments. Nobody went... Uh, Nobody started a business without the initial investment and the initial downfall of money.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True. In terms of the other ones, man, I'm not really sure. Like, I think for a concrete thing, I want to get into academic advising, I Mm. think, just because I think it suits my personality. Absolutely. I think so. Ultimately. And then I used to be the guy that was always talking about hustle and, like, never stop working and blah, blah, blah. But I realized, like, I just want to find a good balance. Like, Yeah. and I, this could change next year. I probably will change next year. But for now, I just want, like, a nine-to-five day job. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the time, just make stuff that I want to make. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and eventually, if I were to wrap it up into three, actually four, because one's definitely family for me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, similar reasons, uh, Korean culture is definitely about the unit, right? Family-oriented. Exactly. And then with my uh, family in particular, is even more so because of my brother. Mm, yep. Um. So that's definitely like, I can never let that go. <clears throat> and then for me too, is actually starting a business because I've tried to start so many businesses in my life that eventually I want one to bite. And then it doesn't have to be great. Like, I don't have mm-hmm. to be like, well, I think it's just get out of my system and then like actually follow through with an idea all the way to the end. Because I have a new idea every day, or like every hour, and then I was like, "Oh, this would be cool to pursue. This would be cool to pursue." But it's not my passion; it's just mm-hmm. a, a cool idea. Um, so I, I just want to see one of those stick. You know what I mean? This has been very good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Counselor. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think that's cool. Um, especially
1: the, what you said about uh, the business and mm-hmm. seeing it through. That's like one of the main values um, that I have, and me and Drew's concept that we're working on is purely based on starting something Mm. and seeing it through yeah that's the 80 hours a week thing yeah can you elaborate on that here's your plug go Uh, (laughs) go go go. uh, we got a concept uh it's it's pretty much everything surround everything that we're doing is surrounded around this concept everything from maybe i shouldn't get too into it uh but 80, 80 hour weeks is the concept i've been saying that since like my very first project and uh We're, we're seeing it through it. I I just keep saying it. And then eventually I was like, why the hell am I, why do I keep saying this? Mm, mm. And uh, we're just, we're taking that and we're building off of that right now. Mm. Building into what? Our brand essentially. Mm. Yeah. Not even essentially, like it is our brand. Yeah.
0: Bro, come on, plug it better.
1: (laughs) I know, man. I'm not a salesman. (laughs) I failed at every salesman job that I've ever had. Yeah.
0: Same, same. Really? No, but like give the hard facts. Like, so I um sure it's your brand but is it like videos and photos and like i know there's a youtube channel somewhere yeah so i I do have a youtube but
1: okay 80 hours is the name it's gonna be the name of my uh, next project okay um it's the best music i've made in my life thus far probably the realest stuff i've ever wrote i know every rapper says that but i mean it uh we have side concepts feeding off of that as well um and we have we're working on a little mini video documentary to document our process the same way that you were talking about Mm. has nothing to do with putting us on a pedestal to make it seem like we're uh, we're like bigger than we are, but it's meant to show the grind that we're going through. Cause 80, everybody is, everybody has 80 hours, right? It's not about, we're not that like grind and and no sleep grind until you die type people. 80 hours to us is 40 hours is like the standard uh, that we need to survive. Uh, that's what they've made for us Mm. the 40 hours is everything that you do afterwards so that could apply to the kid who's hooping uh wants to get a scholarship uh he's in the gym keeping his grades up that's 80 hours um the parents who are working extra jobs to put their kids in extracurriculars or in the school that they think will lead to their success that's 80 hours for creatives like us like you said it's nine to five and then making what you enjoy on the side So to us, that's 80 hours and we're just building off that concept and we're going to document our grind to show that we live, uh, what we're selling essentially.
0: Amazing. Yeah. Where can they find all this stuff then? Is it going to be living on YouTube and Instagram or? Yeah, we're still developing it.
1: Um, we're stacking up our content. Um, just putting things out slowly right now, but we're we're really going to go for our push, uh, real soon i don't want to put out dates or anything like that because that puts pressure
0: on us yeah yeah uh well maybe sometimes you need a bit of pressure but i agree oh. don't don't rush it right now yeah for sure yeah, yeah. I, th- I feel like getting in the first few bits mm-hmm. is important right mm-hmm. but also not like don't get paralyzed over them right oh for Got sure get them out eventually so i agree all right well i think that gives a pretty good background um of you Mm -hmm. so i think we have a pretty good understanding of who's writing letters so let's get into letters right away then Mm -hmm. june let me be uh, a
1: little selfish here and have two thank you letters uh my first one is to uh, a friend back in high school um i want to thank uh these two old friends from uh back in the day because i never got to thank them personally because it was needless to say um First, I want to thank the first one for standing up for me and my little brother. Um, I want to thank you because it was a moment I look back on and I still feel regretful for that moment. Um, My little brother was my responsibility and before I could even react, you were already there helping him and defending him and I didn't get uh, to him before you did. Uh, We didn't know each other like that, me and you, but uh for me to expect you to protect my little brother uh there wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been right for me to expect uh you to defend him like that but you did anyways and uh because of what you did it speaks volumes to your character and uh i just want to take this opportunity to thank you um the second one i want to thank you for looking out for me as a friend uh at the time i hated school I was out of a job because I was entitled and ignorant. Um, I was really just figuring shit out. And with no hesitation, you gave me an opportunity. Uh, Afterwards, when I had to move forward, you never looked at me different and you never treated me different. Um, Always stayed the same. Uh, That meant a lot to me because from that experience, I realized who and what I wasn't. Um, And that changed the trajectory of my life because I had to learn to accept my situations and accept who I was as a person and you're just one of the realest people I've ever met because you just, the respect that you gave me was consistent regardless of what happened and uh, I learned a lot of life lessons through it and uh, I just want to thank you.
0: All right, sweet. Thank you. How is it reading it into a, into a microphone? It feels kind of weird? I was reading it off my phone, so it felt inorganic.
1: Mm. Uh, but I definitely said what I want to say.
0: Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, I think that's what I'm I'm struggling with for this podcast as well. Because I'm. what I'm hoping is to, or what I'm hoping is to give the person who's writing it that the organic moment happens when you're actually writing it. Mm-hmm. But then obviously when you're reading it, it's a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's inevitable. But... If we were to go back then, how was it when you were writing it then? What, what did the moment f- feel like? I definitely relived the moments. Yeah. Um,
1: and felt like I was getting something off my chest. Because um, we talked about it before, but there are certain friends where like, you wouldn't even think twice about doing them a favor. And then just because you know that person well enough, A thank you also isn't expected. You just know they're grateful for it. And these two situations were exactly what I'm talking about. I never had to verbally be like, oh, man, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. It's just like we knew. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But then even though you knew, it still feels like you're getting it off your chest.
1: Yeah, because I definitely owe them a thank you for Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I see. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's strange. I was talking about this with another guest, actually, and then uh, we realized it's it's weird. For some people that you're really close to, especially, that it just feels weird to outright say thank you yeah, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but sometimes indirectly, like, this is actually a lot better. Yeah, you know for I mean? sure. Um, but yeah, no, that's very interesting. Uh, you said you relived the moments. Uh, so let's just go. Let's take me to those moments as well for that first letter and then the second letter.
1: Um, For the first letter, uh, I was out at the park with my friends. We were just smoking late night, uh, up to no good. And uh, this friend and his group of friends were at the same park. It's a pretty small neighborhood, so we running into each other at the time. We weren't all driving and stuff. We just, uh, yeah. Can you can only go
0: so far. <laughs>
1: yeah, as foot soldiers, you can only go so far, <laughs> for sure. And uh, there was also a house party that was happening down the street. And it was loud. Um but we didn't pay no mind, and then all of a sudden we hear screaming and then we hear people running through the parking lot, and they were running fast and then one of the people were lagging behind, and then he tripped and fell and then I guess what they were running from or who they were running from caught up to him uh he was chasing them with baseball bat and uh the person that fell happened to be my little brother um and uh, this friend uh stepped in front and pretty much protected my brother from what was, what looked like it was going to happen. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And I, I couldn't do anything. I was just, right. he got there first. I, sh- I feel like I should have been there first, but.
0: But then is that a hindsight thing? Like you take me to you in the moment then. So you're probably a little bit high. Yeah. Uh, and you well, see these sure. kids running. Yeah. Um, What happened for, like, where were you?
1: The first two, we're a little bit further we're a little bit from what I remember we're a little bit further and uh, we've seen the first two kids running didn't think anything of it like it happens um, not the first time we've seen that especially late at night and um, the next thing I didn't know the kid falls and then it was it was so fast oh, and then I was just I was shook I won't lie my, yeah.
0: that did was my rec- brother did you recognize him first? And then, no, not at, all,
1: like, not at all. Not at all. Like, I, I, yeah, man. You don't really remember when? Yeah, it was just, it was a blur. I just know if he wasn't there, then what would have happened? I'd have to live with that forever. And right. I don't know if
2: I could cope with that, you know? Right, right. Shit. Why? Hmm. I'm not really sure how
0: to phrase this, but for this moment in time, then how did that. Did that influence you at all, do you think? Because you said you still have feelings about it, right? Um, Yeah, how has it? Um,
1: My brother passed uh, in 2012. So it's a hindsight thing in the sense that I won't uh, ever get the opportunity to protect him again. Uh, And also, I feel like I let him down also. That's something that I can't go back and redo. So it's impacted me in that sense where I'm now uh, less hesitant to do what I feel like is right. I'm just, I'll am just i just do it the same way that this friend did. Um, right. Yeah, I think that's it. It's just thinking about your question now, I think it's just pure regret. Mm. And it's funny because I don't even know if there's something to regret. It's just I, I wish it would have
0: went different.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Different in maybe like that it was you protecting him then? Yeah, absolutely. That was a yeah. kind of failure on your part is what you yeah. see, what you mm-hmm. feel. I see. For sure. Was this close to his passing? This event? No, I think it was a couple of years before. I see. Yeah. And this is yeah. just that one one of the things. Um I guess there are other things that you might regret then? That are are there similar ones or is it different?
1: No, uh different for sure. Um my brother's always been a fighter. Um there's this one time at from Mall, he, he was yeah, he work ethic as well. He wanted to go apply for jobs. Yeah. And um uh, he went by himself and the uh, kids tried to jump him and take his backpack. And he fought for, fought for the backpack, comes home and uh he was like, "Yeah, man, I fought them off." <laughs> and I'm like, w- "Did they take anything was in your bag?" And he's like, "No, I just had my resumes." I was like, <laughs> man, you know, you're going to get beat up for your resumes.
0: Work ethic, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, man, you know. So horrible.
1: he was more than capable of defending himself. Right. Um, and he was willing to. Mm, and a little bit more of my regrets is that because he was also sick coming up as a kid. Uh, he wasn't born healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. So, and my parents, uh, they like, when I was looking over him at the incubator when he was at the hospital, I remember my dad saying like, that's your responsibility oh, and that my. just kind of stuck with me forever. And there were times where I was definitely overprotective and as an immature kid, cause our age gap isn't that high. I'm only two years different than him. Uh, two years older. I mean, uh, there were times where I tried to be like almost like a parent uh, when I shouldn't have been. And then, At times, I strained our relationship. So definitely being overprotective at times and then reacting in, like, immature ways, for Mm. sure. Those are things that I regret. So not necessarily similar, but kind of similar. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because the first time around when I was listening to this letter, like, it does seem to be... Obviously, it's a letter to that friend and about that friend, but equally so, I think it's also about about yeah. your brother right yeah. and your relationship with him yeah um <clears throat> yeah i mean there's so many things i want to ask but like yeah, are, you, for are you comfortable it. yeah you that's okay? what we're here for yeah cool all yeah. right um well one thing is just listen to what you just said mm-hmm. right now was your relationship strained when when he passed no not at all no? okay. um
1: the morning before he passed, we used to have our little group of friends and go to the movies every Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, we were out at the movies the night before. Um Damn. Yeah, we smoked one the day before. <laughs> uh, like, we had this thing every year. We'd, we'd split money and then buy uh, 2K for our <laughs> Xbox because that's just, like, the only game we ever played. Yeah. And it, it was—it just seemed so regular. Yeah, yeah. There were definitely times where it was strained, though, for sure. I that, see like, that, like, kill me. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah. Um. Then that night before, it was just like a normal day. Did you see it coming, or was it just random? Definitely didn't
1: see it coming. Um. It's crazy though, cause he he put out like a tweet, like my left arm is numb. Uh, we didn't go through the autopsy, like. Yeah, there's no reason we didn't need to know you know but Mm. uh, it was implied that he might have had a stroke Mm. yeah so he knew maybe it's crazy too because he took he was taking medication and uh, there was like a point where he was like man I'm not taking medication anymore and Mm. he just stopped and I mean you can we can build truths almost about what happened because he's not there to tell us anymore Right, uh, but like it, it kinda like almost like he knew what was gonna happen yeah
0: he sounds was a like a
1: type of kid also to live his life to the fullest like yeah man out, out yeah. and about charismatic uh, he just like being around people people like being around him right and, uh, took advantage of every minute for sure
0: cool not cool but fun. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you, you know mean what I though mean. yeah man um Let's skip ahead then. So mm-hmm. from his passing and mm-hmm. then to this transition to music, mm-hmm. becoming a musician, what was that journey like? Or what was that entire phase? like? What, is that, what did it look like? How did it feel? Mm,
1: he, he was already making music, uh, probably like his senior year of high school. And then he passed four years after uh, he graduated high school. Um, so in between that process, I was already making music. No, I shouldn't say I was making music. I was writing and recording, hmm. and then he passed. And literally that day, I made promise to continue it uh, what he wanted. And then from there, I didn't really, haven't really put much out. And I think that process has been more so me developing as an artist. Um, and then also like peer reviewed. For instance, the the whole concept of peer reviewed is that uh, I was. In school for a very long time, it was a big part of my life. Mm. So peer reviewed was a play on that, but peer reviewed in the sense that uh, my friends have set them solid from the certain from the experiences that we've experienced, like from these two friends that I'm talking about, right. um, just the people I met along the way, friends from my past. Um, as long as I don't want to say validated, but as long as I'm good with them, I don't. I'm not concerned about much else because they're the ones who know me from the very beginning type thing, you know? Right. So, and then that project was like, it was about that chapter of my life, pretty much from my brother's passing until I graduated university and it documented that and going through that process and writing some of the things, thinking some of the things, reflecting on some of the things that happened Mm -hmm. made me stronger as a person. It developed me uh, personally and matured me. So, yeah, I think uh, that artistry part after my brother passed has just helped me grow as a person and look at myself in a different way because mm. I didn't really have direction before. It was kind of just doing what uh, I was told was right. Go to school, get a job, live a, live till you die, right. a- eight hundred dollar pension <laughs> a month. Kidding yeah,
0: me? yeah, nah, yeah, man. <laughs> hmm. So it was like the day of, that's when you made these promises to yourself. And then that's when you started your journey, right? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and then so if that's the music thing, obviously, I think that's the biggest kind of aspect that's changed and mm-hmm. something you've stayed true to. Um, but then how do you, and we, we've totally talked about this before, yeah. um, I'm just trying to think of how to phrase it differently. Fuck it, we'll phrase it the same way. <laughs> I don't mind. Not at all. <laughs> um, so, oh, but it's hard to say because like now we have different context, but anyways, trying to be as sensitive as possible to, to obviously your story. And like, okay. Say and, what you dude, need to say. Also, thank you. Yeah, Like shit. Uh, for, for listeners, uh, this is the first time I've kind of really like heard, um, a free version of this story, mm-hmm. like un- unfeathered. Um,
1: can I say, too, that this is the first time, like, I'm really talking about it. I've I never really liked talking about it yeah. because I I, I kind of have a cynical perspective of, like, fuck you. You don't know me. I'm not going to tell you any of this because you don't deserve to know this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the first take that we did this really opened the doors for me in terms of, man, you need to get it out there. Mm. Like, there, I don't know, it's just a story to tell. It's my life. It actually happened. So,
0: yeah. I yeah. think like for me, I'm super happy that you can finally talk about it a, because I think that's a milestone in your own journey for right? sure. Because definitely it's a lot of processing I'm assuming that goes on after, um, whether it be one month or years. Right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so I think that's like one chapter closed in a sense as well. But then also, yeah, it's really, it, you're coming into your own now. Um, and you're just living you out mm-hmm. essentially. Right. Mm-hmm. um, I guess one question I do have is, this came up again with another person where we're just talking about friends, Mm -hmm. but there are people that have shaped us, right? Mm -hmm. Um, In that case, that conversation we're talking about, our best friend, Mm -hmm. they've shaped us in so many different ways that like, to some part, working hard is a reflection of being motivated by them, is a reflection of almost a a feeling of you owe it to them. Yeah, to for sure. be the person that they've shaped you to be like yeah. you're not living for them but it's like shit these people have invested in you so much that you should be you right like you should you shouldn't throw that away and pretend to be somebody else or mm-hmm. like um be a lazy fuck if they've really contributed to your your success you know what i mean um but is is any feeling like that does that have to do with this music thing and with your brother or i don't know just your thoughts, really.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think he's had the biggest contribution to who I am today as a person. Simply because, like, uh, my cousins always say I have an old soul. And I think that's because I've always seen myself as his guardian. Like, his big brother, Kuya. That's where Kuya comes from. Um, Mm -hmm. They even call me, like, as a nickname. Uh, I have no idea what it means, but they heard my brother saying it, so they say it type thing. Um, I don't actually go by that, by the way. It's just, (laughs) it's the... Artist name, I guess, so to say. Yeah. Um, that's cool that it has that background too, though. Yeah. I didn't know about that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it means big brother in our language um, or an elder male relative or someone that you respect. Um, yeah, he's definitely had the biggest contribution from that, uh, just from being his guardian. And then now to even in his passing, helping me develop as a person through his passion. Um, and I think that's why, uh, even though I don't claim it as my passion. I'm super passionate about it because it's helped me develop um that the other things in my life that I was doing or currently am doing mm. haven't developed me the same way that music has. Right. Yeah, so right. That, that's why I'm super passionate about it. It helps me see a different side of myself and right. I like that side of myself.
0: Oh, yeah. damn. Yeah. Okay, we're going back to the very beginning of this podcast then. Mm-hmm. How would you describe the side of yourself that you like?
1: Um expressive, um, creative. Uh, I get a chance to show uh, a different side of me that I don't normally show because I don't feel like it's part of my everyday. Um, It just feels pure. Like the intention of me doing it is pure. It's not Solely financial based, even though I do want to make a killing from this, but without compromising my integrity or my values. Um, I I do want to make it a career. I'm not in it for the fame either. It's just, it's one of the things that I'm doing that are truly
0: pure. Yeah. Beautifully said. Shit. I kind of even just want to end the episode there. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's... Uh... It feels like a cut. Yeah. Like, no. Shit. I'm just still, like, super thankful that you even can even talk about this, right? Thankful to you personally, but then also just thankful that, like, great or happy that you can talk about this kind of stuff, too. Like, definitely, I don't think it's something that everybody, like, needs to talk about it or mm-hmm. like, has to talk about it, but... Mm-hmm. I guess coming from my, my experiences of talking about like for example my brother mm-hmm. and my family and stuff I I know that it's in, in ways it's freeing it's very freeing and uh, kind of like everything that you just said is is very grounding I mm-hmm. think as well mm-hmm. like for me growing up too <clears throat> something was a little bit different with uh, in terms of or no it's very similar to the incubator story. But then, for me, I don't remember seeing my. Wait, my, bro, my brother's older than me. I Almost forgot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I wasn't. The You're the guardian, that's yeah, yeah. why.
0: But yeah, exactly. So like, for me growing up, I was always told like, um, not even just take care of your brother, but like, yo, you got to do your brother's part mm-hmm. as well. So like, for school, I don't know if they're just like psychologically manipulating me, but like, that's why <laughs> there's that was their justification. Where it's like B is not good enough. You mm. got to get that A. Mm-hmm. Because you got to live life for your brother too. And I was yeah. just like, I think like right now you can easily take that in a bad way, I think. For sure. And be like, oh, for you sure. should never do that to your kid, blah, blah. Yeah. But like for me, I'm super thankful for it. And mm-hmm. then I, not just that, I agree with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, cause that's, I mean, we came out of the same woman. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know what I mean, like yeah. we, and then obviously I got some things that he didn't get. And then he missed out on a lot of things that I have the like privilege of doing. Right. Sure. Like walking. Right. So to not do those things, I feel like is a very it's a big disservice to him. Mm-hmm. Um and just to my family too. If you think about it, like with me and my parents too, is like they lost uh, the chance to have two normal sons. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. then now they have this interesting life and they've never complained about it, which is why family ideals are very ingrained in me is that even if i don't agree with this oh so it's interesting it's kind of like with you and music it's not really a passion per se but you're passionate about it i Mm -hmm. feel like that's what family is to me yeah where it's like i don't think about it all the time but i can't not at the same time because Mm -hmm. it's right in front of me and seeing my parents take care of my brother i I wish i knew what he had but like none of us really know because um you don't know yeah. Uh, have I not told you? Um, <clears throat> I think it was in Toronto or something at some point. I need still need to get into my family history better. Mm-hmm. But they brought him to the hospital and then the diagnostics all ran normal. So they're like, okay, well, something's wrong. This is when he was born? Yeah. Yeah. And then after a while, so like he still has a social worker and stuff, but everybody just says cerebral palsy, but they don't know if it's actually See, Yeah. So Um. We just say it that it is, but I think it's a little bit different. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. At least from what I see, though, is definitely like mental. Um, and then can't walk, can't mm-hmm. feed himself. He still wears diapers. Um, and he's 31 years old. Is right. he
1: communicative?
0: He, well, he can't speak uh, words, but it's like, so it feels like a big baby. Mm-hmm. Just that's about it. And then, or a dog or something like a puppy. For sure. But yeah, like, so growing up, definitely there's parts of me where I was like, um yeah i owe it to him and then my parents looking at the stuff that they went through to take care of him because i mean yeah a lot of stuff because they immigrated from korea to here because of him because Mm. korea is they don't it was a very bad environment for him way back uh, when he was born um even to this day i feel like there's a lot of struggles over there oh for sure right compared to here um, so like they definitely went through a lot of shit for him, and obviously, then I've been blessed with these privileges of not being you know that not saying that is bad, but you get what I mean, right mm-hmm. um, that I should live it out like I should definitely work a little bit harder, I think than the other than the person next to me um for no yeah, I don't know, not to be better, but just like to be to honor the family is weird, um. Not I weird am. at all. Yeah, it's a
1: uh, like it's really admirable. A lot of the things you said just really hit home because it's it's a very uh, similar path, similar story, um, and we both feel a sense of responsibility. Um, and you mentioned like it could be a bad thing, and I think that depends on your intention. Uh, it could be a burden, but for us, it's a responsibility, and it, like it fuels us and. Right. Uh, like you said, you want to do justice for the people, we love who didn't get the opportunities that we get. Hmm. Yeah, and I think that's strengthening.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The main reason I said all that stuff was like, yeah, and to see where the parallels are between you, you and me. For that, yeah, for sure. Um, obviously, mine's a little bit la- Like, it's different,
1: right? There's definitely commonalities in in the differences of stories. Mm. so like everything you said I totally understand there wasn't one thing where I was like damn that's different Mm.
0: I think we we kind of understood that about each other though even without really I think this is the first time we were like sitting down and talking talking about it yeah um so again fuck thank you for opening up (laughs) (laughs) it's what I live for man (laughs) Yeah, no problem but definitely I think vulnerability might be a new side to you right? Absolutely, that, man. that can definitely shine in your music or that i see in your music as well mm-hmm. right yeah it's
1: um, fuck putting putting music out and like even like hometown which i'm really really proud of because drew killed the visuals i feel like that's a a real sincere song um we put it out and i'm I, like i said i'm proud of it regardless of whatever happens from it anything i'm just proud that we put it out there yeah. but the day we put it out i was like Fuck man, I just want to stay in my room so no one can talk to me or like <laughs> even bring it up or anything like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Dude, that was my favorite song. It still <laughs> thank, is. Thank, thank That's you. why I used it for the the video uh, film. Our you, first bro. shoot. Yeah. Uh yeah. Vulnerability is an interesting thing, I think. And like mm-hmm. I hope I can or that you can really harness that in your music too. For sure. Because um you're yeah, you're right. It's not I, I think maybe, and I, this is an assumption, but mm-hmm. it's like you don't really want to commodify your brother. Right, like at least that's how I feel about my family, but I inevitably inevitably end up talking about it Mm -hmm. because that's who I am, and that's like it gives so much more context, I think, to the person that I'm I'm talking to. Mm -hmm. Um, And if I'm doing something that's creative, then it helps define it so much more. Right, so no, I hope this is like I hope you don't regret sharing your story ultimately, uh, ever. Because I think it's a beautiful thing. And yeah. Yeah, no, you're right.
1: And uh, you nailed it. There's a great that said it's possible to monetize your art without compromising your integrity right? for commerce. And that's totally true. Um, and like vulnerability is a muscle. So now that I've got those hard things out of the way, just even showing that I make music, the music that I'm writing now and the music that I'm making now is on a whole different level of, unapologetic confidence at least relative to me so yeah
0: you're right perfect dude yeah I'm fucking excited when's the next project dropping by the way
1: I'm uh, still working on it um and I can't call it mm. I'm just mm. I talked to Drew about this we're really gonna take our time on this um nice. to make the best product that we possibly can and then we'll go from there perfect because really that's the essence of it if you're half assing your shit then mm. fuck it
0: don't put it out that's our mentality perfect uh, Mine is completely different. All my <laughs> videos are going to be... I'm so excited to make half-assed content. Uh, um, for sure. Not because, like, well, it's quality and stuff, but just so that I can... Like, the first time I make something is what I'm going to get type of thing. It's like shooting with um, film cameras. It's yeah. kind of... Not that I shoot with film cameras, but that's what I always hear people say is that, like, you're not really sure what you're going to get, but once you take that photo, that's what you get.
1: The initial... First one is like the purest one. I've heard that as well.
0: Exactly. So that's kind of how I'm going to approach my videos. And then like that's why for the podcast video for this episode, I'm just going to keep it the way it is. Because I think that was exactly what I wanted anyways. Mm. Um, And that's why I'm also not videoing this right now. Yeah. yeah. Which I kind of regret. (laughs) But... I was just going to say, I'm on camera right now. (laughs) (laughs) But... Hit me up when you need like a shit ton of content because I, I can do a whole bunch of those and just post on my page. Of even. course. It doesn't have to be on your page. Of course. And that
1: said, like critiquing your art to a point where you're just constantly critiquing it and never putting it out, that's backwards too. We don't believe in that either. Exactly. But we want to put out the best that we, we can without, uh, I don't know, without
0: feeling like we're putting out mediocre stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's still a standard, obviously. Exactly. Yeah. And if yeah. you know that you're well capable enough to meet that standard why not yeah exactly no absolutely okay well eventually we're gonna have to try transition to the second letter (laughs) all right i'm with it (laughs) so might as well be now um background story again let's go (laughs) Uh, this one's difficult to talk about
1: because i i like i don't want to share this side of me because i'm totally not that person Um, (laughs) i was in shock yeah, yeah i know Uh, but at the time I was working at Sears for those who remember Sears uh, I was selling TVs it was a shitty job my manager was a bitch Um, like the money wasn't all that good it was killing my time when I was there I wanted to be somewhere else and I felt like I deserved a better job even though in retrospect I definitely didn't deserve shit (laughs) I was just entitled Um, (laughs) so I quit that job and I was out of a job I was going to school too and a friend uh, my friend was running a bud line selling weed he had a, a weed phone line and asked if i could run it for him or like work for him he said yeah uh no questions asked either it was just crazy it was just yeah. uh it just took me in right away and i did it for about a month um made decent money saved half of it fucked off the rest um and then one night when the shift was over because we cut off the line at like 10, 30, 11, it was the end of our work shift. Just got my stuff and I was preparing for the next day because we just re upped my stuff. And uh, th- my phone was going crazy. I was like, it was greed and that caught me at the end, caught me slipping. And then uh, I was like, fuck it, I'll just take these calls, get a head start on tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So I did, I'm gone for about an hour, I come back, and all my shit's gone. And just to paint the image, I had a scale out. I had just. A lot of marijuana out on the table. I had bags. It just just looked ridiculous now that I think about it. If you walked in, there's no way. There's no amount of, uh, that's not mine that I could say. That's my friend's. There's no amount of those two (laughs) sayings I could say that would get me out of that. But uh, my mom found the stuff. She took it, and she gave me an ultimatum. It was uh, either keep doing what you're doing and get the fuck out of the house or uh you could stay, but you have to stop what you're doing. And Filipino moms always have this thing, I shouldn't generalize, but like <laughs> I've heard it before. It's a, is this how we raise you? Mm. And like in that moment, I found out how she raised me because it was a no brainer. I'm stopping this. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna stay home. Uh the next day, uh I hit him up, met him up, told him exactly what happened. I didn't lie about a thing. I was just hundred percent honest. My mom found it, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, I I can't lie to you about this. Yeah. Um and he was like, I understand, man. Shit. just uh let me do my thing. And then uh like every time I seen him after, he didn't look at me different, mm-hmm. didn't treat me different, uh, didn't think less of me, uh still helped me without me asking to, just like, yeah, I'll do this for you. And
0: uh yeah. That was huge for me. It's mm. pretty crazy, man yeah yeah like even the first time i heard this story from you a is just it blows my mind that this is your story <laughs> yeah and then b i don't i mean i don't know too much about it but a uh, individual like this i i feel like it's hard to uh it's not what i imagined i guess to be that okay with it because um yeah especially at that age like was he much older than you or was it no actually he's a year younger than me you're younger than yeah. you wow yeah. okay yeah and uh
1: like, I'm not going to put all of his business out there, but um, doing that kind of thing, um, just like in a regular job, you get at a bank, you become a teller, and then you get promoted to executive, whatever. They're, the promotions in that world, yeah, you know which way you're going. You know what the next position is. And if I would have moved out just to fend for myself, especially knowing the prices that are out here in Surrey now, yeah. who knows what else I would have been doing for a salary right, right. You no know, and i can't call it i'm not saying it would have happened uh i'm just saying my decision making in that situation probably wouldn't have been the best it wouldn't have been uh like no pressure or anything like
0: that my right. decisions would have been made off pressure Damn. yeah for sure so i guess the main the main thing that allowed you to really walk away was obviously your mom, yeah. Um, but also, I guess the fact that he gave you that space and the lack of pressure to keep doing it and didn't judge you for it, mm-hmm. which is like a kind of a safe, a safe decision-making space, I guess. Right to walk away and then to really let go of it. Yeah, for is that sure. What you would think? Yeah. Yeah. The first thing is obviously my parents and my family,
1: um, like just their values and the values they instilled in me. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not afraid to say that it was wrong for me. Uh, for everybody else like everybody's case by case everybody's entitled to make the decisions they want to make but you gotta live with the consequences that come with those decisions good or bad Um, so my parents for sure and then the next part uh, just telling him what happened and then uh, him just treating me the same like not seeing me any different almost respecting uh, that I made the decision that was right for me that says a lot about a person Right, Um, right? and then that allowed me to realize who I am and what I am. Like, I'm, I'm a square. I'm a nerd. I like basketball. I like rap music, uh, shooting hoops. I say shooting hoops twice. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> That's an accurate Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, man. I'm not that person. Um, hmm. Nor do I, like, claim to be or want to be. I should r- rather, I should say, wanted to be. I never wanted to be that person. But, hmm. yeah, man, I was just entitled, ignorant kid that's all it was and i'm not embellishing truth at all or dramatizing this like i'm telling it as raw as i can i wasn't no like i wasn't a street guy i wasn't trying to be a street guy it was just the situation that came up yeah yeah such a random random period if your life. Really, totally random i know in retrospect it was a month it was just <laughs> one month but that one month and this one experience was pivotal
0: it was yeah. just it uh, it shaped me as a person right yeah once you have that knowledge or that realization of yeah this is not who i am Mm i'm i'm this Mm -hmm. i'm a i'm a square i'm a nerd i'm a basketball hooper times two. (laughs) (laughs) thanks for that how, how does that change you or like how did that affect you if it did in terms of yeah because i feel like even at that age there must have been some sort of change yeah it's um, fine if there isn't by the way
1: though <laughs> yeah i think there was i maybe i didn't notice it at the time but when i think back it just made me more comfortable with what i was doing like uh enduring the long process like yeah i'm not gonna make a lot of money uh getting a bachelor's degree uh working a shitty part-time job retail at that um but those are things that i would have to endure to get to the next step of who i'm meant to be or who i'm supposed to be mm. so no shortcuts no shortcuts and also made me comfortable with who I am. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: Hmm. Kind of, um, sorry, my nose is so plugged right now. (laughs) I don't know if it's your cats or (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with this room. Yeah. It's all good. Every time, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I think what I was interested in asking you then about the story is, um, just about, that that world i guess in surrey so i grew up in abbotsford mm-hmm. <clears throat> similar in some ways i guess but i think on very much uh tamer scale mm-hmm. what is it like growing up in surrey and that scene cuz i think when you say that you're not part of that i never wanted to be part of it but it was just right there in front of you mm-hmm. i think that that itself speak, like says something mm-hmm. um but how was it when you're growing up then i don't want
1: Say too much because I was never really involved in any of that. So I'd be speaking out of place. But here in Surrey, everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who's into some shit. Mm. That's what it is. That's mm. about it. That's about
0: it. I mean, I'm sure it happens everywhere. You can get in trouble anywhere. True. Yeah. Do you see it getting worse over time? Because now you've also had this perspective of um, being a kuya, right? Yeah, for sure. Mm.
1: I would say maybe it's worse. It wasn't guns like it is now right. when we're teenagers. Uh, yeah, it's hard to say. I'm not sure. But seeing some of the struggles and hearing some of the stories that the kids I work with go through. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know if it's worse. But it definitely hearing and experiencing some of the things that I experienced later on in my life is
0: like, damn. Hmm. Maybe it is worse. I just, I don't know. There's a lot more we can talk about, I think, definitely about the second letter as well as even just revisiting the first letter. But mm-hmm. I'm just really intrigued, actually, just by this whole thing yeah. where everything seems to line up, uh, makes sense and how you were shaped. Um, if you had to sum it up again, just like an in, in-conclusion in type of shit, yep. uh, for the first friend, mm-hmm. what did you learn most from that situation? Damn, I never
1: really thought of that. Well, one for sure is that uh, solid people are going to be solid people. Again, that wasn't my best friend. Like borderline acquaintances. And he did that for us. Um, So good people are good people. Mm -hmm. Um, One is that uh, I shouldn't hesitate. Mm -hmm. Um, And that I shouldn't let regret. We shouldn't let regret eat it us too much, especially when you have no control over it. And rather take that regret and uh, use it to strengthen yourself one way or another. Uh, it's different for everybody, mm. um, but you, there, there's learning lessons in them for sure. Nice. Um, this first one. The second one was, uh, we told you just talked about it, being comfortable with myself, um, trusting my process.
0: And uh, again, good people. What about that well I mean I guess it is the good people part, but yep. what about the relationship with the second guy? Because I know you mentioned that he still supports you to yeah. this day, which I think is phenomenal. Right? Yeah. Um what have you learned from having a relationship with somebody like that then that can show you support in all these different ways?
1: Yeah, not that I was ever that person but you show me uh when you accept people for who they are, good and bad, and Again, that's respective and subjective because it could be toxic. (laughs) You know what I mean? Uh, (laughs) But accepting people for who they really are, flaws and all, good and bad, it allows that person to just be that person. Mm. Um, That could change their life. You never know. Something so
0: small could change their life. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me the first time we went through these letters too that they're not that... They're not that like big for you, right? It's just two small, seemingly small instances in your mm-hmm. life, but yep. somehow they've had these profound effects, and that's really cool. Yeah, really. That's about it.
1: It's just the the small things that matter for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: No, uh, yeah, and those. I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. No, so, I'm yeah. just soaking it all in because yeah, <laughs> I, sure. I definitely think everything that you said right now that you said that you learned from these, these two cases or these two individuals, um, I see you doing it. Right. And so it's just, for me, it's like connecting those two dots. I think it's really cool mm-hmm. to see that or to even just begin to understand a little bit more about you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, hey, um, oh, that's where this part of your personality kind of came from. Um, and this other part also came from this as well. And just like a lot of connect the dots and stuff. So I think it's super cool. And just, yeah, just to wrap up, thank you. is all, all i got for you um (laughs) Uh, thank you man uh it's it's humbling
1: um teaches me humility when not just yourself but when people say these kinds of things because i don't look at myself in that way uh but it's also affirmation that i'm doing the right thing um in terms of just trying to be whole and
0: decent person right yeah man no it's like you should it's well deserved man uh, thank you all right thank you for listening if you've made it this far into the podcast apparently only 10 percent of you do so <laughs> no hard feelings if you haven't made uh, it here but if you have hello um that's why i tried to plug your stuff earlier into the podcast as well okay that was another tip uh it's all obsessive good. dude obsessive. Uh, i'm Just not here on. to plug my shit in <laughs> now nah, i want to i want to plug your shit <laughs>
1: uh find kuya on instagram at k-u-y-a-a-j-f-a-s
0: perfect youtube mm, youtube Not kuya yet. aj music kuya aj music yeah and you'll find okay. me okay perfect um next project probably coming in
2: 2020
1: yeah we're gonna start pushing our stuff uh probably l- end of this year early next year um But I'm putting a little shit out here and there
0: if you're curious about it. Yeah. Yeah. You posted another beat on Instagram. Yeah. Do more of those, man. Yeah. Those are really good. I really like Drew's um, animation for that, too. Yeah, he's killing it. He's getting better. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There was this Korean web drama. Web. That's an interesting pronunciation. Web drama, series thing on Facebook back in the day. And their opening had this little... Neon sign, and just it reminded me of that for some uh, reason. No but it was, way. I've always wanted that intro. And I was like, "Oh shit, that is
1: that's." So oh, good. bro! I got a K drama story that'll show another. Because so I more personality. Maybe I'll let's say go. that off air before I get out of here.
0: Already. Yeah, well, I'll enjoy that story separately. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you so much again. Thank um, you. Not just for sharing your story. Um, actually, let's change that around. Not just for coming here a second time. <laughs> <according>. <laughs> it's all good. Um, but also, yeah, really showing or just sharing everything, right? Yeah, um, sure. I really appreciate that because I know how hard it is to do. Um, and how out of character it is for you but also at the same time very in character right so it's a very interesting dynamic there um but yeah super interesting I definitely learned a lot and especially even though this is the second time around it didn't feel like I was listening to the same conversation yeah um so I really appreciate you just coming in. I think it was a lot more natural this time too. Yeah, I think so. Um, less forced, for, yeah, from my side at the very least. I was a pilot, uh,
1: by the way. That's like the very first one. Oh, wait, it, am I oh, correct? Technically, the first episode you filmed.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, you're still gonna be the first one up. Um, um, I'm just gonna do a little mini ramble. Okay. As a separate episode before that, I'll be pilot. I see. And then, I mean, you can be the pilot. I okay. thought I was a guinea pig. <laughs> nah, nah. You're yeah. the first one. Okay. And then, then there's two more after you. Right now I think we've got to get a few more done yeah well anyways uh, we're going to start rambling again probably I'm going to listen to some K-drama thank you again <laughs> for listening uh, see you soon
2: yeah yeah